Who doesn't love some G-Eazy from the Bay Area? Where's all the Bay Area love at right there? 415. I don't know. I got love for you. 510650. I don't know, man. There's so many more area codes. What's up, you guys? Happy Friday. This is your boy, Sina Azari, coming at you from Orange County Paradise on this beautiful Friday. All Minds is Studio with, with, with the man. The people's advisor, What's yo. up? What's Matt up? Franchina. Yeah, man, it, it's a beautiful Friday. Have you seen the mountain to ocean, ocean to mountain views lately? Like, we're so fortunate. We're the, it's the only spot you can go from the ocean to the mountains in the same day. Man, and uh, this guy speaks from experience. He uh, mountain bikes. For you, for those of you guys that don't that don't know, he mountain bikes his way to uh, the beach hmm. and uh, surfs. So, so you must live up in the mountains, actually, to have to mountain bike to the beach. So he's right. going down, right? Let's just make sure it's clear. And he surfs in the morning. Uh, this is 5 a.m., no joke. Surfs in the morning by 7 a.m. at the office, running a meeting, building the squad, uh, on the phone with clients, and probably gets in some snowboarding in the evening before he heads home because he can drive to Big Bear and hit the slopes and then go home. Um, where else can you do that in one day? Um, probably nowhere. That's it. I don't know. That's it. But th- thanks it for, is. I don't know why there we're talking is. so much about me, thanks. but I, I appreciate it. No, it, well, not, not really about you, just, just selling, selling the, the region. You know, this is real estate. Real estate is important to me. So welcome to Southern California. Guys, I'm pretty fired up to introduce to you the guests that we have in this studio, a business entrepreneur, one of, one of the youngest most successful entrepreneurs that are in the creative media space. Many of you have, have already seen, seen his work, the, the, the team's projects and uh, distribution out there. But for those of you that have not or, or, or haven't had the chance to come across it, you're about to learn more about the man behind. For those who create, Albert Garcia. What's up, man? How are you doing, Albert? How's it going, Cena, Matt? Stoked to be in the studio with you hey, guys. Hey, man. Thanks for being here with us. Man, we, are, we are stoked that you're here, bro. How are you feeling today? Dude, I'm feeling fired up. Super stoked to share my story with you guys today and uh, definitely connect on a different level. So what is it that makes you fired up to share your story? Like, why do you want to share it so bad? You know, as you know, of course, I'm, I'm 22 years old. It's, it's something you don't hear often, but nowadays it's, it's becoming a popular but I'm super stoked to share my path, my journey, and the struggles of what I've had to go through to be where I'm at, to work for myself, to financially support myself in every aspect, um, and only being freshly 22, a month out from 21. So I'm, Wow, man. Guess, Congrats. Thanks, man. It's huge. I'm super stoked, and uh, the momentum's firing right now. It's, it's, it's not stopping, and I guess that's my fear every day. Every day I wake up, is it going to slow down? Is it going to speed up? But it's... Uh, that's cool. So when you say that, you know, you, you want to share all this stuff and, and, and you have like obviously a story that you're proud and excited to share, is it come more from wanting to let people out there know that you did it and you're doing it and you're able to make it happen? Or is it from a serving, you want to like give and help other people get there? Or what, it, what, if you're on a soapbox, what's your like heart saying? Why? My biggest thing is to share the story so other people can, can could connect with it. Um, you know, when I was in high school, when I was, you know, switching between what I wanted to do, I grew up and I, from the age of, and when I was in third grade, I said I wanted to be a pilot. I was set dead on that. Like, I know everything about airplanes, a kitchen at that age, every air show, I was dead set on being a commercial pilot. And actually, at, at a point, I wanted to be in the Air Force. Joined wow. ROTC and I actually switched gears on that because of what I saw the military was. I just wasn't cut out for it, you know? 
And so I moved on and I said, you know what, the more realistic way is going to be to be a commercial pilot. And that was until my senior year of graduating high school, um, which was a little less than four years ago, I was going to be a commercial pilot. Like I was dead set on that. Wow. That's, that's pretty well. And then how does that veer off? Like why, why does it change? My sophomore year, um, an older friend, he's three years older than me, he uh, graduated high school and actually it's one of my partners, um, uh, brothers, older brothers, and his name is Jacob Brighton. Shout out to Jacob Brighton, owner of YGen. He's huge. He's killing it right now. The, uh, sustainability. And uh, so, yeah, when I visited him my sophomore year in, the, in Santa Monica, he had something going that I've never seen at that age. I was blown away by the, the concept of someone working from their computer, like strictly working from the computer, mm. traveling where they want, doing what they want, but working from their computer. So I went up. It was a Friday now. I forget this. This is my my winter break of my sophomore year, I went out to his house, his apartment in Santa Monica, right next to Venice, probably a mile from there, and uh, I said, so what, well, this is incredible, what do you guys got going? Like, you see all these computers, there's three dudes living here, and we, what's your guys' path right now? And they said, oh, you know, we're, we're doing social media, we console, we tell people how to run their social media, and, and I'm thinking, again, this is six, seven years ago, I'm thinking, social media, like, what, for businesses, how does that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting it. And so they explained to me and they showed me and that sat with me. I left on that Sunday, spent two days there and I was blown away watching them make money, sending invoices through the computer. It was, just, it was so surreal and not, it didn't process. I got back to my hometown, Merida, California is where I'm from and uh, it was Monday, back in school and I was obsessed. I was like, I can't believe someone can work from the computer, update social media, create content and be making money. Like it didn't, it didn't process. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, what can I do to take my first step there? I, I have them as a connection, but what can I build a platform for myself? Like, where can I take a step in creating a platform for myself? And so that's where it sat. That thought sat for a few weeks and then a month. And, and then a month went by and uh, it, it dawned. You know, I loved taking pictures. That was a side hobby, right? My, my, my mother was a photographer for, you know, 10 years of my life growing up. So then that's why I saw the camera was in my face all the time growing up. And so I did that as fun. I says, you know what? I have a camera. Like, let's let's try making a little bit of business out of this. I'm, I could charge people for a mm -hmm. thing or, you know. And again, I'm a sophomore in high school. Like, what is that? Like 14, 15 years old. Wow. And so I said, I said, let's let's create a brand. And so this brand I came up with was called Ammo Studios. The reason it was called Ammo Studios is, uh, well, most of the time, photo has a studio. And we shot. We shot pictures. So, you know, Ammo, we had ammunition all day. Let's take pictures. And That's so... Cool. We started that, and while people were selling candy and other stuff in school, I, I was slinging hats and t-shirts that were my company. I was getting them embroidered by a buddy, uh, Nick Chisholm, shout out to Rarebird, massive uh, company out of LA, killing it in the digital marketing uh, printing services, so huge nice. for them. Was your, was your buddy in high school doing this with you for the shirts and stuff? No, he... he oh, he already had this company? He already had his, his own company. The but, same company yeah, that you just, wow. That's and he's awesome. actually a few years older than me. Um, he's actually like four or five years older than me. That's just awesome. got connected through a good friend, and uh, yeah. And so I rode with him, and I, you know, he saw the the young wanting to start up. So he's like, "Let's print you some stuff." He gave me the super cheap stuff, and uh, I was just selling hats, selling T-shirts, seventeen bucks a year. I got in trouble by the school because you know I love stuff on uh, on mm -hmm. school property That's and stuff. Right, man. So that was that little that was that little journey of where I wanted to get this started with in my younger days. And so I had Amos Studios and. Moving forward, I graduated high school, still had the company, and it, it wasn't really making much money, right? I was making some gas money for my t-shirts and hats, but um, I still had to work. I had bills, and I had a car payment and stuff, so I uh, graduated high school. Three days after I graduated, I was also working a serving job, jammed out to Huntington Beach. I said, let's create a lifestyle for um, Ammo Studios, and let's, let's have some fun out there. I was 18, freshly 18, had an apartment in Huntington Beach, and uh, kind of built that brand. Learned content, started using film, 35 millimeter film, and... Um, it was a great time, and then you know, 
I had to go to school. I was going to school for communications. Still not sure. Like, I really didn't know my path. I didn't know my journey, what I really wanted. But I said I wasn't too sure on the uh, being a pilot. And so I went to community college in Huntington Beach and uh, did that for a semester. And it was great. Learned public speaking, spoke in front of people. I learned great skill from school. Like, I, I feel the school taught me to be comfortable in front of people and be like public speaking. The communication side of it taught me a sense of marketing. And that's kind of when it started to dawn, you know, the social media side. And it, that was firing, right? Now we're, we're two years out of high school. And I'm like, wow, okay, like now we can maybe start, you know, combining this content and social media to do something, right? And getting an aspect from both sides of it. So I, you know, I wrap up my uh, living in Huntington Beach and I move back to my hometown, Marietta. Right. I uh, joined another community college called MSJC. I went for there. I did graphic design and some photo classes and uh, communications as well. I uh, go to the internship board one day, and there's a familiar face I see, um, and a little background. I grew up racing motocross. I, I loved, you know, all action sports, racing BMX, doing BMX, all of that stuff. And so a familiar face by the name of Jeremy McGrath was on the, um, wow. on the board. Right. And I said, oh, well, I know I, I, that guy. So I read, I read the, uh, I read the um, qualifications, and it was we were looking for an intern that does social media website design and to cover that for, for their inside of their company, which was JM2 Motorsports. So sure as heck, I, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. What's the worst I can get is a no. Yeah. That's the worst you can get in life when you ask your parents growing up for something right. or even if you're trying to get a job, the worst you can get is a no. Mm-hmm. And how, how bad is it, by the way, when you get a no? It sucks. <laughs> for those that don't know, how bad is it? It's the worst. It, yeah. Getting a no is n- never fun. <laughs> it's never fun. But I, I actually knows what fuel me. They feel me when I get a no. Wow. It makes me want to turn that to a yes, right? So, so I, I proceed to creating my first ever cover letter. I actually, it said to submit a cover letter to the counselors, which I didn't know what a cover letter was. Again, mm-hmm. I'm so freshly going into my second year of uh, community college as a freshman. I didn't know what a cover letter was. I was still learning all of that. A so. lot of people don't know what it right. is, man. Yeah. It's all good. So, um, I, I had to make myself sound as knowledgeable as possible because I was about to apply for a childhood hero. Wow. Like, like, you know, I played with this guy's toys when I was seven years old in the sand, or I had comforters that had Jamie McGrath on it, too. Wow. Fast That's forwarding nuts. 10 years later, I'm applying to work for him and be that on this race cool. team. So I was, it, it was like, no, you know what, what's again, what's the worst that can happen? It's going to be a no, and I'll move on. I'll continue. Where did you get that, like, that spirit from? Because not everyone feels like no is no big deal mm-hmm. or whatever. There's so many people paralyzed by fear that they won't even be willing to experience, like, that whole thing, right? So a lot, I think... You're like, it's like instilled in you, right? Or you went through something? Like, why do you think you're like that? I grew up an only child, right? I grew up an only child. I have a half-sister, but I didn't live, grow up in that same household as her. Um, I liked asking for things when I, when I, when I was younger, right? And I, I didn't take no for an answer, which I probably should have on the 10th time for asking. But usually around the 15th, it would become a yes, because they didn't want to hear the 16th time. So that was kind of the huge aspect of it. But I... Uh, I just, I've never been afraid. Job interviews, right. I've, I've probably been to 16 different job interviews in between the age of 15 and 20. So you, you essentially, like, you figured out at a young age that no means no for now, not no forever. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, I mean, again, eventually, you know, now that I'm older and you grow up and we're in this business field, you know when a no So we can give a shout-out to mom, right? You're just crediting, like, her shout out to her, mom. her breaking down and giving in every time. Exactly. <laughs> shout-out to mom. And she knows, and she, she's listening, she knows that those no's never became a no. When the latest technology was out, it wasn't a yes until I got it. It's, <laughs> that's just how it is. But, so, again, that's where I got that mentality. Is it a good mentality? I'm not sure, but it's helping me so far. 
it's definitely benefiting me so yeah far. i mean the fact that you actually are conscious that you have the mentality it, it makes a big difference than someone who just acts that way and doesn't they're not aware of like what they're actually trying to do of course yeah i definitely got told it so it got embedded in my head so i learned how to get the positive out of it and use it as an asset to myself that's that's a crazy story man and then to end up putting yourself uh, in this so if this launches your your career Right? Well, working uh, working yeah. with your well, childhood hero. Yeah, so you applied. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, I, I applied for the um, intern, sent my cover letter in, and three days later, I get an email back from uh, Lawrence Lewis, which goes by the name of Lou. Shout out to Lou, the team manager of Jamie McGrath Motorsports. That's cool. Um, he brought me in for an interview. Not many people, I guess, knew at this community college or in the computer area who McGrath was, Jeremy McGrath, but I definitely did. And so I got an interview, and, you know, when growing up, you go into interviews, I knew you had to look sharp. I just knew you had to have, be good. This is your first impression. First impression is everything to everybody, especially in the business fields and the entrepreneurial world. And so I suited up, went to H&M. All I could do that was all in the budget. I was working at a roller rink at the time. Good so for you. That was all was in the budget. So I went and got my You're, first. You were working at a roller rink yeah at I, the time. actually oh. i just have left the roller rink and i was hold on now <laughs> I, <laughs> hold on, i think hold on can we hear this <laughs> hold on wait did we say roller rink like 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 bring out the dice and bring play the friday dice night games yeah. Yeah. really let's, let's we just got a whole skates. new connection when we start the podcast yo. The, the dj voice takes over, over yeah here, right it's because this guy used Listen, to DJ at a roller rink. Forget about DJing at the roller rink. The the fact that like you even know what one is at the age of twenty two trips me out because they don't have roller like, rinks anymore. No, they, they they do in certain areas, but I don't think they really are as as popular as they used to be because of social media and and really people not having to like go to a place to connect like you had to back in the like eighties and maybe early nineties. You know, like that's right. that's what you'd go do. Of course, in the you, modern you, day, you'd, you'd, you'd go roller skate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In the modern day, that is we go to the nightclubs now, or we go dancing. But back in the day, let's no. The modern day is like, all right, guys, let's all go on our live, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sure>. exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's like, I mean, it's crazy. So, what did you do there? I actually just worked on skates. I, like so like like tuning them and tuning keeping them, them yeah, clean like all of the, the rental skates drying them tighten it because I said I know how to work on skateboards like I said I did all action sports I've hurt myself that's all action so sports cool, so man. I was like yeah I'll, I'll work on that's the skates crazy. tighten the trucks down did the bolts change the bearings like I, it was, it was are a you a good skater job. no I'm terrible I <laughs> the whole I worked there for almost a year and I think I did the skates once and I uh, dude I got hurt good that's wild <laughs> man the fact that that you said the dice and the disco ball like wow man that's a <laughs> the place you worked at kept it OG that's well, what's crazy and it was really neat um they opened up in Marietta California epic rollertainment and it was insane a thousand p- people slash kids applied for this job in Marietta it made the newspaper for how many people applied really and it's still there now oh it's still there and cool, I was man. part of the opening and what was so insane um it was actually my first ever job we're gonna have a team promo that's gonna be involved uh, absolutely bro that's pretty fun yeah that's definitely I'll fun. definitely have to let you know about them that's pretty fun and so uh we uh I went out there, and this was the, to this day, it was my first ever job interview. To this day, it is still the gnarliest job interview I've ever been to, and I now work the for roller myself. Rink the roller rink. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, they made us go to a con- comedy stage. How was, how was the DJ? Was there a DJ there? Yeah, he had a DJ. He's in the center, thing. Was he, he was, well, I mean, was he, was he killing it, or what? Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, he was all right. He was all right. Did he, did he have a promising career after that? At that moment, like, is he now DJ so and so? I think he's on the still mix? there. For all okay. Of, I mean, like I said, it's been well, years. Then he's I'm... OG, bro. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to him, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> dude, that's respect. I want to interview him, man. Yeah. Let's, see, yo, Let's get him on all DJ my of Epic Roller Week, right? Yeah. You know this? Yeah. Epic Roller Week. Epic Roller Tainment or something. Epic like Roller Tainment, yeah. man. I need to connect with you, man. That is awesome. That's awesome. You know, I only said it because I DJed at a roller rink, and like I had so much pride going up there. Really horrible, but That's very so fun. Very of fun. Of course, I'm sure. Great times. <laughs> Other than the playlist that I had to abide by. So, 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 bring <laughs> us up to speed, man. Yeah. You're working at the, at the roller rink, and and like I said, I was working there, and then I just had left there actually, and I was working at uh, a dealership, Hyundai, out there being a car porter. I was moving cars, and so. I was doing, or so yeah, and I, I sent this off to them, and uh, sure as heck, at three days later, I got a, an email back, we'd like to bring you in for an interview, show up in the suit, and I used Ammo Studios, that was the only thing I had on my resume, um, I, I know I updated an app, I, I would be in the back of an, an app for this app called Shindy, which was um, my buddy Jacob Brighton's app at the time that he was doing, he would let us update, you know, the songs, and we would find EDM artists or hip-hop artists that were hot at the time, or underground, and I'd do an article on them, write them up, post the recent songs, and so that was my, I was a sophomore on my phone in class, instead of doing the math, I was updating this background of an app, because I was so much more fascinated by, like, that technology than... And, and w what was it that you wanted to achieve at that age doing that? Like, what did you, did you feel you were getting exposure for yourself? Did you feel that you were marketing someone else? Like, what was going through your mind at that point that you're like, I'm going to blog and write about these people and make them significant? The only thing that motivated me to do it was to have a logo on my resume. I needed something. I was looking for anything in the digital space to have experience, right? I wanted to... So at that time, you already knew, like, I got to create my own experience. Oh, yeah. And that's, what the, that's the only piece of advice my, my buddies from Santa Monica gave me. Because, of course, they were just getting started. They were only 18, 19 years old at their time. And I was, you know, 14, 15. So the one thing they instilled in me is fake it till you make it, especially at that age, and find something you could put on it. And they said, here you go, work on this app for us. We're not making money off it. The goal was to kick off SoundCloud. That never happened, right? But uh, it was uh, it was going to be something kind of like that. And that's how that whole mindset came. Ammo Studios really kicked in. I built the Ammo Studios website. I did uh, e-com, quote-unquote, e-com website where I had hats and T-shirts and people would, quote-unquote, buy them off there, and I set the card up. I had all this basic experience. I just juiced up on my resume for people to recognize and that's kind of uh, that's kind of what happened. I went to this I went to this interview, and I sat down and asked about my experience. And I like I said, I juiced up the the Ammo Studios um, experience of what I did, and it's quite it's quite crazy because they showed me around. He saw my passion when I walked into this office. The jerseys he had on the wall in the awards. Yeah. It was it was. Yeah, because you could probably look back and you're like, oh, I remember X Games when you won that. And I remember that, right? Like that kind of and stuff. And I seen his medals, you know, he's getting yeah. me towards his trophy room. So, so you end up running all of his marketing, social media exposure. Yeah, they hire me and I, I start taking over his social media platforms. The first ever social media platform I posted on is a um, quote unquote social media specialist, had 420,000 plus followers. So it was like an extremely intimidating thing because me not having the full background knowledge, I was posting. And again, I'm, I'm 18. Right. I'm 18 years old posting on my childhood heroes Instagram that's so, cool yeah it was a great experience and so forth you know I went and did two years there with them and did a social media created other platforms worked with other athletes kind of became like the PR for the race team so 
it was a great experience. I got to ride motocross with some of my biggest heroes. and Yeah, I know you also, you're working with K&N. K&N, yeah. Huge. Um, yeah, then I got that connection through that industry. It was the Lucas Oil off-road industry, but they raced these off-road trucks in the stadium. And so, this is great. So, Albert, you're, you're, you're 22 years old. You started your company four years ago. I mean, when, when did you say this is for those who create? For those who create, I would say started two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got kicking off and using that name, but I've been in this um, in this niche, in this, in this path. What does that mean, for those who create? For those who create, um, as, you, as you hear, is a digital marketing agency that um, is a creative agency that does anything for anyone that needs creating. We need you need a video, you need photos for your company. You know, come sit with us. We'll take that idea and bring it to a, a living concept. They are for those who create. Literally. So share with me. I know recently you guys had a project with uh, Marriott. Did you guys do a partnership with them? We did. We did. We just did a project with a Marriott right across the street from um, Disneyland, and it was a great project. They uh, got nominated to be one of the best Marriotts in the nation. And we did a, a video to demonstrate how their employees and their team is so great. And we had to use a robot, this pepper robot. Wow. And it was a great experience for sure, teaming up with all the different departments, doing this dance. And it was a great time. Was yeah, pe- and pepper, that, that robot pepper is like, um, there's like only like a couple of them in, in the world or something. Like there's like the most advanced robot. For, for the hospitality scene, definitely. Not many hotels have this, this, hotel, uh, this robot speaking for them and what does it do when you say robot speaking i mean educate me right definitely it uh you know say you were a guest that didn't speak 100 percent english and you needed to book a room when you received at the hotel this robot will help you book this room for you or communicate it'll translate between wow. the guest services and uh, you know a customer or a, a stayer at the hotel wow that's amazing yeah it's uh, cool how, how many of you what, what do you think of like is it a job threat will there be like robots running the hotels soon <laughs> that's right the people like we'll just roll in and there'll be like one person and 28 robots like guiding us and carrying our bags and doing all that stuff that thing is like borderline from knowing not like being programmed to like ai i feel like like it is, it wow. is i mean that's a whole other topic but like that you know is, you know what they did uh, is that they took um ai and they put two bots that started to chat together uh-huh. I don't know if you guys know this, but and it started to after a certain amount of exchange of words, it started to go into code that they couldn't even decipher anymore. Nuts. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So um, this is what you guys are talking about is actually like it's a it's a it's a no, serious you're, threat. You're now. talking about like Armageddon from robots. No, I'm just I'm talking, talking about, about people hiring robots. Yeah, I'm talking about two bots that like you go on a website and right. one that starts chatting back with you. If you have another bot chat chat with that bot. You get a chat bot, chat bot, chat. <laughs> you, you, it goes into a whole nother code, seriously. Nice. So, so Albert, you, for those who create, uh, you do all this media work, and it's a competitive field, I'm assuming, right? It's I mean, so, everyone, everyone you know, wants to, I guess, you, you're living the dream, man. In a sense, and, and I'm, I'm super grateful, super blessed to have this opportunity. And like I said, my story, when I, when I look back, it's like the, the journey I had is what I'm blessed for, right? And of course, where I'm at now, working for myself, um, just recently took on a new team member with the team, and uh, it's it's crazy. And, like being the age of twenty two years old, and we're have in a competition with people that had been in marketing before, when it was hand to hand marketing. Now I'm up to people. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. the concept of marketing has never changed, right? From we have flyers on cars, or there's people putting out the doors, or going door to door, or business to business. Like that's always been implemented, but now it's a little bit easier with the social media in our hands, right? We have over, I believe last year, the statistic, correct me if I'm wrong, was close to three million people in the world were on social media. Of course, three Facebook. million. Three million or three billion. I'm sorry, three yeah. billion. Three billion. Because yeah, three million people, like uh, in. Um, Brea, I think. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me there. Definitely three <laughs> no, billion. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Brea doesn't have three, three million people. I'm Maybe LA County. I'm just teasing. Right. I'm yeah, just teasing. Definitely. Just teasing. No, three billion people used social media last year. So it's like, 
that's how many more eyes were. Of course, we're not always marketing to all around the world. It's, the it's almost half the world, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and and that's probably like ninety percent of people who have access to it that probably use it. Because right, there's a plus, lot of the world that doesn't even have access. Plus, to it. plus you got people out there probably saying that they uh, that they don't have it when they do. Like no, I really think it. a lot of places don't have it though. Like not only oh, yeah. not only just due to not having the signals, but because they're not their infrastructure's not developed. But a lot of governments probably don't even allow it. Hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. for some stuff, dude. It's it's pretty wild. What what was it that you said? It, you know, I, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, and I want to sort of I guess have my own my own destiny or, it's, or my own decision. It's technically um, aside from taking off into my internship with McGrath, which I was doing for free for four months, and. Um, they actually brought me on full time for about a year and a half. Um, from there, I parted ways with them just on a, on great terms. You know, uh, Lou and Jeremy gave me incredible opportunity to be where I'm at. And so again, shout out to Jeremy McGrath Motorsports. You guys have been the platform for it all. And um, and so that's probably been two years since I've worked for him and them. And but prior to that, that was you know again I was living the dream, even working with them, traveling with my childhood hero. So Rena, did you leave though from working for the, um, the dealership? We, the dealership to Jeremy McGrath, right? Yeah. And then from there, you left to start for those who create. Exactly. And what w- what happened in your mind? Like, wh- why did you say, let me leave my, this This is such an awesome thing. Most people who are, whatever, 20 at that age, Yeah, I was right, 20 at that time, yeah. Would be, like, blinded by What's the, 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 I don't know, the, the fantasy that they're, like, living in their, like, childhood hero. And plus... Working for action sports companies are fun. I interned for Billabong and Maddox and O'Neill and a lot of different companies. So, like, that industry. So killer. Super fun, right? And mm-hmm. it, people can easily get wrapped up. So, at 20, how do you say, no, nah, i got to be an entrepreneur still? While I was there for that year and a half, I figured out, like, wait a minute. They're paying me at this salary for this to do these accounts, and I still have all this free time at the end of my days. So, that's when I proceeded to learn what Craigslist powers really are. And I put myself on Craigslist. I put a social media specialist in these areas. I put a few different ads out. And that benefited me because that's how I got my first client aside from McGrath. Mm-hmm. I had a client reach out to me. It was a party good company they called The Party Favorite out of Riverside. And I, they needed someone to run their social media. And I was like, okay, how do I do this process? How do I approach a client? And I did it. I wasn't afraid. And I sat down. What were they, what were they distributing? Party good. Party good. So say you're having a wedding and you have Oreos and you okay. want to put... Okay. Uh, you're the couple wedding. You okay. need a picture of them on the Oreo. This people do it. Like, that's super hard. That's a niche to market in Riverside, right? Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a challenging one, but I learned a lot. And I had that client for huh. two years. It was, it, was, it was crazy. And so that's how I got the process of getting me started. So while I was there, I obtained clients. By the time I left them, I had three plus clients when I was there. And uh, wrapped up a season. And like I said, I said I'm going to, you know, I'm kind of busy. I'm going to start some, my own little journey here. And, you know, it's been great. I still work with them to this day on projects. So it's, it's super killer. Great, great communication and great partnership there still. So it's super awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely dived into For This You Create right after Jeremy McGrath Motorsports. And it wrote itself from there. I've worked with 25-plus businesses running their social campaigns, creating their content, running their social media from a month-to-month basis. Um, it's it's been blessed. So your goal right now is you've been scaling your company, you've been growing it. Definitely. What what are your main three you know focuses or activities that that you apply yourself towards every day to grow the company? Every day is uh, my consistency, my schedule. Right. I'm learning to uh, be. I'm now so busy. I need scheduling. So I, I have my schedule. Um, I'm big on scheduling. I'm huge on consistency. Having my routine. It's hard. You know. That's what differentiates entrepreneurs and being told what to do. 
I went from have signing into a job, clocking in, and I had my duties. Here, they're on the paper, and you do them for that eight hours, and you clock out. When you're making that transformation into working for yourself, there's not someone over your shoulder checking what you're doing. So, I, right. so now I've been for the past two years going on three, I've implemented the system of what I have to do every day to be successful and please mm-hmm. my clients. This experience speaking right like that. So, That's awesome. Great so job, let's man. Say, Thank you. appreciate that. Let's say regardless of age, we're, I'm someone who's wanting to pursue your industry, right? I want to document, create content, show people how to distribute it, do the different things that you do. And I'm literally like just deciding this. I'm like, I'm going to go and get a camera or I need to go and do these things because I want to pursue that. What are some mistakes that you made along the way that you could share that somebody else would be like, oh, that's great insight. Like this guy really is helping me out. And, and again, I've, uh, I'm just still getting started. But some of the biggest challenges I've had is thinking about it too much. I thought like I tried to plan and think like, OK, this is how it's going to go. It's going to go down. But I feel the just do it. Like I, I've just yeah. been executing and setting my goals, setting my dates, setting my times and executing on those great days. advice. I feel that when you're consistent and you're executing your, your, your marks, it, it works. And again, mm-hmm. manifestation has been on my, on my back. Huge. That's, I've just been believing in it. I've been visioning it. I've been trying to vision myself sitting in it. And that's, what's been able to keep feeling me every day. And, it, and every time a big client lands or things happen, I just, I keep looking up like, this world is, is paying me back positive ways because the, the, the positivity that's out of this industry is like... Good it, vibes only, man. Good vibes only. It's crazy. And again, it's where you that's put awesome. your mind. It's where you put your mind. It's where you put your mind and your mindset on it. And all that's that. awesome, man. And that's just kind of... All mindset? All mindset. Yeah, and, and, and shout out to Nick Copeland, man. I know Nick's, uh, Nick's with you at the studio, man. For those of you guys that are just listening to this and you're not here, Nick's out here with Albert Garcia, man. Shout out to Nick. Yeah, shout out to Nick Copeland, um, my business partner. Yeah, man. One, one of your partners... Uh, you know, man, you, you, you got a great team, bro. You got a really great team. We've had the opportunity to work with you on some projects. It's, it's been very exciting. It, I mean, congrats. Dude, I appreciate that, Cena. Yeah, I'm super stoked on, on the team I'm working on right now. Recently, I had, just like you mentioned, Nick Copeland. He joined the uh, forces. Uh, he was a good friend growing up. He's, uh, he's a few years older than me, and he had an incredible work ethic in the uh, Marriott space. He was there for four-plus years. Um, he was actually my roommate when you we were living in Huntington Beach, freshly out of high school. And he completely killed it, and uh, he saw kind of what I was doing. We chatted, and we kind of planned a little strategic game plan for about six months on how he could join forces. And it's been incredible that he's built his worth and his value to the Forless You Create company, and now he's completely under the Forless You Create, left the awesome. Marriott company, and we're landing clients left and right. It's insane. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you talked about like envisioning, right, and mm-hmm. thinking about the future and visualizing. Who's someone that right now you would look at? It would be like a potential client or firm or company or something like that that you would, it, it, you would strive to working with, or that you'd be like really excited. A company or like a company, an agency? a person, a client. Yeah, no, a client. you could you could be like hey, like Geezy would play Geezy. Like, oh man, I'd love to do work with him, or I'd love like who's someone? You can't someone? pick him though now. No, <laughs> I said that to you. But like, are yeah. there any people? I, I'm a big believer in like setting these these goals or having. Whatever it is you do, having a um, like a home run hit version of it, like looking mm-hmm. to land that that client. You know, to be honest, I've never really thought about like a dead end goal client I would want to work with because I have so many interests in so many businesses. I've never dared nar- narrowed it down to like mm-hmm. one business. Um, again, another side of for those you create is we you know we help consult and be PR for professional athletes and artists, music artists, and so. I guess if I were to really look at like who I've had goals to like be with or envision, it would be music artists. Mm-hmm. And like that's something I'm so 
uh, amused by and entertained by how when you're in that room, all these people that are seeing you are only paying attention to that person. So that's another thing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I guess I just want to work with, like, my company and blow that up to be the biggest it can, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I strive, of course, like, you have the big companies like clothing, like RBCA, I would love to do, like, campaigns with or, like, work on content projects with and stuff like that. But I wouldn't have, to be honest, I wouldn't have a deadline like one company yet. Okay, cool. I'm just curious. Of course, of course. So how do you progress in this business? Consistency and... and, uh, Like, what does it look like? Bigger clients or more photographers and people? Like, How I've progressed is definitely the the volume of the client I've been landing. That's... I've went from, you know, just mom and pa companies to now we're working with corporations that are worldwide with... And, you know, Marriott, Canon Filters being a uh, responsive social media athlete guy for them. So they'll send me to... Uh, you know, Las Vegas, I'm flying out tomorrow too to go record a, an athlete at the Mint 400 and stuff. So a bunch of different things like that is where I feel I've volumed and grown with the companies. But again, it's improving my skill and knowledge. That's that's where the baseline is. If you have no knowledge or skill, you're, you gotta, you're gonna stay flat. But of course, you keep growing your knowledge and you keep growing your skill, investing in your gear, investing in yourself and learning more, reading. Um, that's where I felt my big cap. Because what do you read mostly? Um, my most things I read is articles. I strictly read articles. I'm not a big book person to be dead honest with you. Um, I am a listener and articles that intrigue me. So a a headline that's about social media or digital marketing and stuff, that's what catches me. And if it's a 30 paragraph article, I'll read that because that headline caught me. So that's how my mind works. Something I Are you still blogging at all? I don't. I don't blog personally, but when I had Amos Studios, that's what only form of marketing I really did was blogging. I Is had that blog. material still out there if people look it up? Um, if they were to look up MSUs.com, it would not be there, but I just ha- I haven't renewed my sure. domain. Of course yeah, not, man. Hey, yeah, why not, man? It was the past and something so I So where, where can they find you out there, they, Albert? They can find me on social media right at yeah. Albert Garcia, three A's and underscore, or for the, at For Those Who Create. Um, and of course, we have our website, www.forthosewhocreate.com, and that's The where number just, four? The number four. four. Okay. Number four. That's a good point. I like that. Looking Appreciate out. that, you know. Shout out. It was, it was uh, Matt, but yeah, I'm a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. He's yeah. incredible. No, you know, if you guys haven't uh, checked it out, make sure to go to, go to Instagram, uh, their website. Uh, his work, the, the, the company's work, man. I got to give them all credit. They're a really good team. I think Very professional. anyone who follows our um, platforms will yeah, have seen us seen tag Absolutely. him or Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always awesome. a pleasure working with awesome. you guys. And they're also working on some with the All Mindset team uh, that we're going to hopefully get out there soon with you guys too it's, it's really just a lo- lot of great things so share with us Albert what do you uh, what do you see in three to five years for the company three to five years I, I hope to scale this to a, a big a big point where I have employees you know we have we have our content creator we have our photo guy we have our graphic designer our website guy we have our strategizing team and we have our director of operations I hope to have in two in three to five years this is a, as a business right you know I got the LLC we're a business but at the end of the day it's a team of two um, sometimes three, uh, you know, making it happen right now. And it's hard to perfect something when you're you're everything. You're landing the clients, you're awesome. doing the videos, you're editing. So, but I, I do it all. I manage it. And I, when I when I go to clients, I don't, I say, you know, even when it's been a one-man team, it's been we, mm-hmm. right? When I tell them because it's all about what they think is I, I really am. Is he a company or is he a freelancer? And that's where I'm on the transition of talking, saying me or I. I'm really trying to work on the we and now it's a team, and even though there wasn't a second person before, there was still somebody else, you know? It just sounds better, you know? Yeah, well said. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's exciting. It's cool. Very, it very, very cool for, for, for the vision and just the time. Where do you see social media going in the next three to five years? 
it's unpredictable. Every six months, it's changing. Every few months, it's changing. It's one of those industries that's really intense to keep up with. It's uh, as we all know, it's always evolving, always changing. We got these algorithms involved. We got these stories that were just on Snapchat. It's always changing. So you're always having to find ways to keep up with what people are seeing, what people are interested in. If it's your design, where, where do you find yourself spending the most time? Like for just you, Albert. Like my personal brand. Yeah, like where would you, which one of those platforms do you naturally tend to go to without it? Like, without a doubt, Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, yeah, it's definitely my go-to, and I think it's a lot of people's go-to nowadays. I think so. Yeah. Awesome, man. I mean, if you're not paying that dollar for Facebook, a lot of things aren't going to be viewed how you want them to be. The do- You're talking about like when you're putting stuff out? Of course, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you just talk about how your lunch was, your day was on Facebook, you had 100 likes, but yeah. now it's like then no one sees your stuff because it's, you're not paying them. Right. Definitely. I, I think that you're at an interesting age, too, because of how natural social media stuff was in your life, but you, mm-hmm. you weren't born with it, though. So yeah. you still have that transition, right? Like, social media, how old were you in 2007 or eight? When Instagram came out, I was just in freshman year of high school. I so when, like, on a school but bus. when, like, Facebook and MySpace, those things came out, you were, like, 10. Friendster. Right. When well, I had MySpace, do you know Friendster? I don't know Friendster. Wow, that was, that was before MySpace, like the wow. first first one. I at my Friendster age, started all. When I was allowed to get a Facebook, prior to that, I had Club Penguin. I don't know if that was a kid uh, thing, and that was like a MySpace for kids, and you had your characters, and they're like, no, that was I never even that's heard that. That's still fairly newer social media for that for that younger generation club yeah. thing, because I'm I'm sure it's still big, like Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, it, it was so young. Like I think I was in fifth grade i didn't have that that was a luxury <laughs> but, but like somebody For me, that was a luxury i aspired to right like someone who's um he said right <laughs> i got a point right. i'm trying to make. somebody somebody <laughs> like my, my son my son right it, social media existed before he was born of course right so it's very normal in his eyes for yeah. people to talk at their Amazing. phone and to do things like that like he'll be like, give me the phone he always wants to facetime and right. do for me wow. facetime i'm like your son's oh, already an influencer FaceTime. dude you right. you could make your son a huge influencer at this age. Well, I mean, but like that that's I'm not gonna like people who are listening that all their kids are gonna be influencers tomorrow. Watch. Go. Get it. <laughs> anyway, I, it's interesting because you're you're like fifty percent of your life was with it, fifty percent was not. So exactly. you have this appreciation or you get what you were talking about, like flyers on the cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think my kid will be like, What do you mean you put flyers What's on the that? windshield? Yeah. Right. Like, why would you do that? The flyers are now just being popping up on your feed without ask kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I definitely saw that. And, and to get back to your point exactly, I saw both sides of it. I saw before it was there and then that's how I saw the beneficial I had growing up right. on social media. There, there's, I was thinking, there's gonna be crazy stuff. Like your refrigerator is gonna have like a, a hologram. Screen, so. No, yeah. but it's gonna have like a hologram, right? You yeah. open the refrigerator and it, it like shows milk is supposed to be there, but it's like a hologram. And then it's wow. like you don't have any more. Would you like to buy some? Yeah, someone's making. And then they'll order for you and Alexa. Like weird, weird. Yeah, my daughter's ten months. She can say Alexa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, right. and Alexa, because you're always calling scary. Alexa. It's interesting. Because Alexa's listening to everything, too. Everything. I know. Everything. She's always on. Well, if you go to the app, it shows all the stuff that you've searched it. So imagine the stuff that it didn't want to show you. Mm-hmm. Are you, Appreciate are you, that. would you say yeah, on, congrats, a, on a scale of one to 10, are you pushing at a 10 as often as you can to try to progress and grow what you're doing? Definitely not. I'm definitely, I, I definitely should be pushing a 12. I feel I'm a solid doing eight right now. And it's like, that's where my, now I'm learning about time management. I'm diving into more about my personal strengths to where I can benefit in 24-hour day or 12-hour days. Like you hear people say, I don't have enough time in the day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I believe mm-hmm. if you have your time management, like, you're firm on that 2 o'clock deadline. You're firm mm-hmm. on that 3. Like, it's, right. I can squeeze so many more times. And ba- balancing my family time mm-hmm. with, with uh, my work and creating content and editing. 
like I said, recently we expanded and we got an office in downtown LA. So now I'm learning that management. I'm here at this time. I got everything else done before and after. While I'm at the office, I'm working on or in the company. And when I'm at home and I have free downtime, then that's when I'm working on, you know, the formula, the, the for those who create brand. You know, right, so now, right. again, now I'm, I'm learning my, my balance right now. So that's definitely benefiting me. Well, it's adding up, right? Yeah. I'm stoked. It's, I'm looking, I'm blessed. Are you? Do you have any merchandise too for for those who create? Right them? now, we are currently designing our merchandise shop right now, and it's actually hopefully going to be live in the next couple of weeks, so people can go online and buy our merch. And we're definitely, you know, I love clothes, I love skating, I love that style, the surfer style. So clothes aren't going to be just too average, you know. We got some patches being made with the four those you create logo for the hat, and we got a few things in the works that definitely are going to be eye eye catching with the icon. So, so Albert, give me three three mentors. Three mentors. I have Gary V is a voice my mother as inspiration and third one is definitely hard but third one's hard (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man that's awesome yeah third one's hard i would definitely say my mom again that's cool (laughs) shout out to mom shout Shout out to moms she's she's really been my hugest inspiration in my career so i couldn't i huge hats off to her so the fact that you're blogging and building a brand or marketing in, as a sophomore, it's it's crazy to me because right now I can totally see sophomores doing that, but when I was in 10th grade, it was never an option. So. Right, and it wasn't so, a thing. So the fact that you took advantage of that of is, is pretty cool. Um, even though it sounds small to most people, that's pretty cool. What would be your words of wisdom or advice to someone who is just out of high school or maybe in college, got out of college, and they they have a dream or a business plan to pursue they don't know where to start and they're scared to fail. So they don't, they're not sure if they should, if they could do it or should do it. What do you say to that person? What I would say to that person, and this is coming from personal experience because everything you just asked is exactly something I went through. First thing first, don't be scared. Back to the beginning of the conversation, the worst thing that you can get in life or this career is no, right? So don't be afraid and go out there and look for it. Again, back to where I was stating how, you know, if you have to create a brand to get your experience, to practice, to quote unquote, be your own CEO and practice all this stuff, do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You got experience of building your own brand, creating t-shirts, hats, practicing on social media, how to get followers organically, or do I buy followers, all the different methods you test out on your own stuff. There's no one that's going to yell at you other than yourself. That's my hugest big piece of advice to do to get uh, recognized at least in the space because if you apply to an agency or social media firm with no with nothing on your resume unfortunately they're not they're not there to teach social media they're there maybe to give you more knowledge and experience but you have to you know be a value showing up there so that is a huge thing that benefited me second or third don't don't think too much about it if you're thinking or my planning no you th- you're at a restaurant you check their social media or you check you know some some fields that they want um, and it's lacking Go up to, go ask for a manager. Go up to somebody, hey, do you guys have social media? I checked it out. It looks kind of, you know, it looks kind of slow. I'd love to chat about it and see how I could benefit you. You know, a few different things like that um, have really helped me because that's one thing I was. I was never afraid to hear like, oh, yeah, we have a company. That's great. Or um, thank you for your time, but I'll reach out to you. Here's my business card. It's the worst that can happen. You walk away and learning experience and you got a little sweat off your forehead from trying it, right? Um, and, and again, just being knowledgeable on what's going on. Stay up to date and read and, and know your industry you're going to get into. Especially social media, it's extremely saturated. So You know what separates you? Is that you're a creative with a business hustle. Right. Most creatives like 
are just about the art, just about the creation. They become a starving artist, but exactly. like you get the difference of like hustling to use that as the platform to to grow and to of build. Of course, and it, you know, I, and I can't kill everything what I'm doing, but you know, like you know, I have the hustle mindset. I I have the vision. I have the desire to grow, and I think it's it's gonna happen as I as long as I continue to implement that. Um, but yeah, those awesome. are, some of those are the few things that I definitely and it'll work. It'll happen, and, and don't and in, and mindset it, envision it, and it will happen. What is the hustle mindset? The hustle mindset is, is again, just do it. Don't be scared. Don't overthink it. Talk about it. Manifest it, and it will happen. That's it right there. You heard it from Albert Garcia. For those who create, my Ooh. man, the people's advisor, Matthew Franchina. Hey, have a good week. Hey, you guys, be safe. All mindset. Subscribe, rate, give me a feedback. Check it out. Check him out on Instagram. See you guys. Break down some cushion, roll the Dutch. Right now, my vibe's so alive, so please.